Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is is the game where we find out if this is the bull Nassua. New group. Co-producer Smarts Co. What's going on with you? Everything is good with me. How's everything with you, bro? Everything good? Fresh off the vax, but more importantly, more importantly, well, nothing is more important than being safe, right? Nothing is more important than being safe and vaxxed, but there's one more important thing that you gotta worry about now that you got your quote-unquote vaccination shot according to Miss Nicki Minaj. Allegedly, you're going you're not going to be able to produce kids and your testicles are going to swell up in about 24 48 hours. Dang. <laughs> Dang, for so real. So which one is more important to you, my guy? Well, hold on. So <laughs> what's happening with her sex offender husband then? Oh, shots. I'm just saying. I don't know, bro. Maybe his ball sack shriveled up. Wow. I mean, I'm pretty sure he got vaxxed. I'm just saying. Anyway, we ain't going to get into that. Um, but more importantly, more importantly than that, all right, Fat Joe versus Ja Rule. We're here live at Multiverse Studios right now as we speak because we're going to do a watch party. Yes, sir. All right. I know people are not going to run down to the watch party right now while we're talking about it. That's cool. That's <laughs> but, cool. But we just want people to know what's going on. So hopefully you've been watching. You're going to watch our watch long that we're going to put together. Uh, we'll have it on the Multiverse Studios uh, page and we'll have it on the Late Night Flight. We'll just have it up, period. We want y'all to just check out what we got going on. All right. Now, with all that being said, Smarts, who do you have? Uh, Jairo, um, um, everybody keeps saying Jairo. I think Joe gonna come with some sleepers. He all every time he drop, he hit the charts. He make hits. Period. One thing about uh the, the verses. Now that um, now that we're in this uh, you know this new day. Mm-hmm. Everybody's outside now, so we're about to get live event verses. This is gonna be flop. Yes, sir. Jers made a very good point. He said it's all about your verses. Mm-hmm. It's not about the song. It don't have to be your song. If you have a verse on the hit, this is your song. It's your song. You can use it. So with that being said, Fat Joe actually do have what well, do does have some hits. He has a lot of hits. He has a lot of hits. Ja Rule has a lot, a lot of a hits. Great run. He got great a run. run. Great run. Great the only, run. The only thing I say about Ja Rule is when I was in college and women said, "Hey." Do you have any R&B to set the mood? I always play that 336. Yeah, man. He, you know, you can't take it away from the man, bro. But, you know, he 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 went off the grid. Yes, took the biggest L in hip-hop history. You know, the music stopped coming, and Fat Joe continued to drop hits, like, every year, two, three years thereafter. 50 Cent destroyed their game so much, Irv Gotti couldn't even sell ecstasy pills anymore. Wow. Okay, let's start the game. According to the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office, a New Jersey accountant named Mark S. Bloom is charged with second-degree theft by unlawful taking after embezzling more than $750,000 from his former employer and used the stolen money to gamble online. Mr. Bloom created a PayPal account and began to transfer company money from the company's American Express business account and his PayPal business account into his personal PayPal account. It's a lot of accounts. Early last year, while working for Angel Guitars of America, which is a musical instrument manufacturer in Coltsnet, New Jersey. Smartside asks you, mm-hmm. is it the bull that I did not apply for head of payroll for Angelico Guitars of America? That's a fact. Like, where do they find these guys, man? That's crazy. And where do these guys find these businesses? 
Maybe I need to get a LinkedIn or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's crazy. According to acting New Jersey Attorney General Andrew J. Brook. What a title that is. According to acting New Jersey Attorney General Andrew J. Brook, how do you be the non-acting and just give me the job? My goodness. A former South Jersey Borough Councilman stole $14,385 by underreporting his income in order to pay reduced rent on a federally subsidized apartment. Carl Washington Jr., who is 48 years old, who previously served on the township of Penns Grove Council, that's in the township of Penns Grove Council, ladies and gentlemen, this is South Jersey, was charged last week with third-degree theft by deception following a joint investigation by the Attorney General's Office and the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. The probe began when investigators learned that the managers of Penns Grove Gardens Apartment Complex tried to evict Washington back in January 2019 because they believed he sublet his Section 8 apartment to someone else who was arrested on drug charges at the apartment which probably is not the biggest uh, issue, but we'll get to that in a second. Investigators then learned that Washington allegedly underreported his income to the apartment's management company in order to pay rent of, get this, Smarts, $92 a month in 2017 and in 20 and 2018, reporting only his income as a councilman. Had he reported his full income, which included two other jobs he had, Smarts, he would have been ineligible for the subsidized housing and his rent would have been... Check this out. You ready for this number? Go ahead. If if he wouldn't had his money, uh, you know, in order, well, right. not really in order. he fully reported his income. Exactly. He yeah. will only have to pay $494 in 2017 and $760 in 2018. These are crack house, trap house prices, yo, send okay? Him, send him to jail. Wow. Hey, yo, Smarts, is it the bullshit that a black American councilman can't even use his or her political influence to beat the system? No. The system should beat the crap out of him for doing that. Wow. Man, ninety-two dollars for ninety-two. Wait, from four hundred bucks, ninety. You did all that for ninety-two dollars. So three hundred wow. some dollar savings. You was probably subleasing the joint. Yes. You was probably charging the market rate. Yes. For the room. So if he was in your room, maybe one hundred fifty, three, two hundred dollars a week or something crazy like wow. that. Wow. So that's amazing. Nah, man. That's amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not for locking up our people, man. But that's criminal. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Police in Gloucester County broke up a paid admission house party attended by more than 100 people in a residential neighborhood on the night of Labor Day. The officers spoke with the paid security for the party and learned that the house was rented out for the party via an online marketplace website and promoted it on social media as a mansion party complete with party bus drop-offs, hookahs, food, drinks, vendors, dances, and alcohol for sale. With that being said, please come down to Multiverse Studio. We do the same thing. Anyway, guests paid $40 to attend the mansion party, Smarts. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit that after renting a mansion for a party and buying vendors, food, drinks, hook, uh, hookers, <laughs> hookers, <laughs> hookers, hookers, they didn't buy hookers, dancers, but not hookers. There you go. All right. Is it the bullshit that after renting a mansion for a party and buying vendors, food, drinks, hookahs, and dances, and alcohol, police made sure that they only broke even? That is crazy. <laughs> wow. I hope they had a really good time. I hope it was, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't make the money 
it's a wash, but you made a. It's, hopefully, I hope they had a good time before it. Uh, I mean, the cops stopped before they party. Belly up. And finally, and finally. Oh wait, smarts. So was it BS about the mansion party? Definitely BS about the uh, mansion party. I forgot to mention it was BS, and the one before that was BS too. Okay. Was criminal, and it was BS. <laughs> I'm still upset about that one. <laughs> oh, my, we, we make ourselves look so bad, man. But go ahead. And finally, during a recent interview with Brandon Scoop B. Robinson of Valley Sports, Jay Z's best friend and alleged uh, ghostwriter, Memphis Bleak. Was asked about the possibility of Nas going head to head with Jay Z for a versus battle, which he quickly shot down. Memphis Bleak said, "There's no comparison because Nas doesn't have enough songs to compete, and there's no disrespect to him, but he just don't. Jay could battle somebody with just his B size concert catalog, and it's still better than people's A size. You feel me?" And then he also continued by saying, "It would have to be somebody like Big or Pac." No, he just said Big. Of course, he said Big. Okay. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yup. That was his only competition that I've ever seen that he even felt that was competition. And he knew when he went in the booth and did Brooklyn's Finest, he knew he was going in the studio with the best ever. He had to come up with the best version of Jay-Z ever because he's rhyming with one of the best from Brooklyn. He's not going to let this dude dog walk him on his own record. This is Memphis Bleed talking about Jay-Z. He was in the studio with Big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Smarts, I asked you. Mm-hmm. I asked you, Smarts. Smarts, I asked you. I asked you, Smarts. Smarts, I asked you. I asked you, Smarts. Yeah, what you got to say? Is it the bullshit that when it comes to Memphis Bleak versus Cam, Easy, and J. Cole, and Beanie Siegel, Bleak also doesn't have enough songs to compete? You ain't got to answer that. You know, technically, if he brings Jay-Z out, and only Jay-Z, Memphis Bleak actually does have a chance. Listen, man. Listen, bro, I'm going to ride with Brooklyn on this one because even though Bleak doesn't have that catalog, who on Nas's team that would ride for Nas has the catalog to come back and talk to Bleak? Again, Bleak not beating Cam, Yeezy, J. Cole, Beanie Siegel. Thank you. You're wild, boy. (laughs) Bye-bye. Everybody on their mark and everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash your bird. 40 on the tech. Yeah, I make the nerdy. If it's at the appellation to the appellation, I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Nile River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassour Nuru. What up, my passengers? We are first in priority and will be departing in five minutes. We appreciate your business. With that being said, this flight ain't cheap. Donate to the Cash App dollar sign the late night flight. Now, it might be a little turbulence, but we are predicting clear skies on our way back to Jersey. But before we do, do us a solid. Give us a like on our Facebook page. Follow us on IG to click the link tree in the bio. Chirp at us on Twitter at the late night flight. And you can catch all 59 episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Amazon Music, The Late Night QR Scan, wherever, wherever, wherever podcasts are available. Now let's take off.
Welcome back to the Late Night Flight Nassau Nuru. I got my homegirl Keisha with me. Before we get into these cuff cars, let's talk about episode 58 real fast. So you have some words for jurors, basically about the whole eat the booty like groceries conversation. For those who do not know, please go listen to episode 58. It is a good piece of business me and Smarts put together for the good people of America. And because, uh, not and because, but Trick Daddy hip-hop legend Trick Daddy of Miami, Florida has uh, put the word out all over again about the membership of the Eat the Booty Club. So I wanted to just ask the fellas, were they a member or are they okay with men and women being a member of the Eat the Booty Club? And of course, Jers is not only the CEO of BBS Entertainment, he is also my typical male friend who is like, hey, yo, bruh, bruh, nah, bruh, don't be asking me uh, booty hole questions, bruh. I, I ain't with that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't be doing all that, bruh. Don't do that. My wife don't do that. I'm like, really? Like, yo, I thought it was so funny that I asked them like, yo, what if your woman could not resist wanting to give you a, a rim job and he was just... <laughs> <laughs> he was hot. He was hot, man. You had to see his face, though. Like, like you know, mind you, this is a pre-recorded audio podcast, so y'all don't see faces. When I hit him with that line, he was hot. Like, he really wanted to just be done with everything for that second. But, but what say you to the conversation we had about the whole eat the booty like groceries conversation? What, 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 what say you on that? Listen, I wish I was a fly on the wall, but I'm saying though, like, I know Jerry's gonna have things to say about me saying this, but like, what man, if you, if you, he like your legit friend and you gonna see his wife later, what man gonna really say, yeah, my wife be down there doing this? Who really gonna do that? Nobody's. So I'm not saying, you know, he ever did it or not, but I'm just saying, like, I, if I was him, I wouldn't say she did it either. That's what I'm saying. My thing was this that was just a hypothetical. We wasn't even saying his wife. <laughs> We was just saying, no, but hit me out though, Keisha. We was just asking him a question of, is it okay for a woman to do it? Not your wife, a woman. Can a woman be a member of the Eat the Booty Club? So matter of fact, let me ask you, you're a woman. You're an awesome woman. Awesome woman named Keisha. Is it okay for a woman, not you, but a woman who may look like you to be a (laughs) member of the Eat the Booty Club? Yeah, I think it's possible. And I think women out here requesting to do it and dudes have to either allow to do it or not. I mean, people have their limits, but I mean, it's, it's what they like to do. Hold on, hold on. So before we get into these cuff cars, are you telling me you know women that are requesting to do that? Yes. Is, is that what you requesting. just said? Yes. All right. Can you um tell them to DM me, please? Oh, anyway. <laughs> all right. Anyway. So, all right. <laughs> all right. Let's... let's <laughs> Let's let's <laughs> let's get these cuff cards going. All right. Usually I would say to a woman, can I cuff you? But I know who's listening. So I'm gonna leave that question alone, okay? <laughs> All right, here we go. Are condoms pointless when having a threesome? I'm gonna say no. You just gonna have to switch them out. Son. Like, like we're not gonna do a sheer one, but if if it's something you really want. You're going to do what the ladies say. You know what I mean? Switch it out. You know, it's funny that you say that because every threesome that I've had in my life, 
I've never heard a woman say, switch it out. I've heard, put it in, or, <laughs> oh yeah, this feels Hurry good. Up. <laughs> Hurry up. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> That's, yo, I don't know. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to endorse unprotected sex. But though that line right there is usually the line when the woman finds out either you don't have a condom or they don't care that you had a condom anyway, it's always a hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> hurry up. Put that in there. Hurry up. Don't play. I ain't got no time. Don't play for with that. me. I don't even want you to ask me if you got a condom. Just shut up and put it in. Just go ahead. Basically. Like, like why do we use condoms during sex, but not during oral sex? Man, this question is a good one. This is a valid question right here. So I think, first of all, first and foremost, uh, you should be wearing protection anytime you have sex, unless this person is like your significant other or somebody that you are uh, monogamous with. Mm -hmm. Now, oral sex, you know, I don't know if it wasn't taught or if it's just the uncomfortableness of wearing the condom, the taste of the condom in a female mouth after she done. I mean... I don't even know. Like, let me start by question. let me start by saying I like my women the way I like my wrestling. Do you understand what I'm about to say, Keisha? No, I like my wrestling Monday night raw. Wow, what's what's worse, Keisha? What's worse, lust with no love or love with no lust? Hey. Sheesh, like I said, this is a valid question. I would say. um, Damn, that's hard. I would say the worst part would be lust with no love. Really? Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? I mean, yeah, you swing your perm out and y'all bend it in, but like at the end of the day, it ain't no love there. Like if I fall out, if I just had sex with you and we we doing it, we sweating, mm-hmm. my perm done sweated out, and then I go outside, take two steps and fall and bust my knee, and you just like, all right, have a good day. Call yourself nine one one. I no. think I'd be real hurt. Well, come so. on. I, I think I think lust extends to to medical treatment. Now, come on. I don't see nobody. Nah, ain't nobody got like. Matter of fact, let's make it even better. Oh, I gotta go to work. Nah, you good? He, matter of fact, here he go some money for Uber. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, there's no love there, so he don't gotta necessarily do nothing for you at the end of the day. Like you, technically off his property. You know. Dang, <laughs> that's crazy. You belong that's crazy. to this. You know, you, you on the community sidewalk right now. Like he don't got nothing for you, really. So you oh, telling yeah. me that that story that I told you about the woman that that stopped talking to me because I didn't I told her she better pay me back my thirty five dollars for that Uber. I'm <laughs> I'm wrong for that. I'm not wrong for that. I'm sorry. I'm not wrong for that. No. Nah. Like you're not wrong for that. I was about to say like nah. That's wild. Like because in my opinion, I feel like just because we had sex two times does not entitle you to just think you could just run me out of thirty five dollars for some Uber money. I'm sorry. I mean this is I am fiscally responsible. I mean, I mean, technically, if she's not leaving your crib, then no, you're not. Like, if she's going from her spot to one spot and, and she asking you for $35 because she, like, last minute needed and upset, no, that's not your fault. But, like, like I said, if y'all just finished doing your thing and she, oh, my car got a flat and you like, yo, figure it out, that's, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> that's kind of messed up. You know what I'm saying? Be careful with this question right here. Your man will be listening. If you could spend a whole day with your celebrity crush, who would it be? Listen, my man got a celebrity crush just like I do. Oh. So let me see who would my... Oh, Boris Kojak. That, if I could spend a day with him, I don't care if he picked me up from in front of my dude house while we was outside cutting the grass. I'm out. So <laughs> so is that the guy that... Could, I had this... I don't know if... 
I know you be listening to the podcast and you be knowing about the lightning round. Now, the first lightning round I've done when we did the Mel Brunch, we had the question, well, not the question, but it's the statement, name the woman that you wouldn't mind getting caught in a hot tub with or kissing in a hot tub with in front of your wife. So for you, is that the man that, so your boyfriend caught you in a hot tub with Boris Kojo or Boris Kojak? Kojo Jack, yeah. Yep. And he saw you tongue Kojo. kissing Kojo. Yep, I thought I thought that's what I thought. I thought it was Kojo, but you saw yeah. he saw you tongue kissing Boris Kojo down. It doesn't matter for you. It's like okay, and right because if I what's the one girl <laughs> name? Salon. He got a question on the girl from um. Is her name Solange? Some he got a question on her, so he know. I know if I walked on, up on him kissing her, I'd be like, listen, you owe me one because I already know. Ah, you know, he done told me a thousand times. Look at chill. <laughs> she said quick too. It's like ah, you owe me one. I know that's you right. You owe me one, mother. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned off the fasten seatbelt sign, and you may now move around the cabin. However, we always recommend to keep your seatbelt fastened through the trials and tribulations while you're seated. In a few moments, the flight attendants will be passing around the drink menu as well as the brunch menu. We only have chicken or waffles or both. So choose wisely. And thank you for flying the late night flight. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight, Nasua Nuru, co-producer Smarts Jers. Before I bring co-producer Smarts in, though, I do want to talk to the CEO of BBS Entertainment, Jers, about oh. Certified Lover Boy himself. Uh, I said Certified Lover Boy himself. I, well, hey, man, I'm a that's, teddy that's bear funny. Jers, baby. I was about I'm to say, saying. look, look at that, yeah, look at man. that, look at that, look at that. And I was, about, I, was about to, I was about to tag you, you know what I'm saying, and say, yo, but you know what? He is, after all, at Teddy Bear Jers. I was going to say that out loud for you. You know what I'm saying? It, my, my manhood is hurt that I had to say that out loud. <laughs> but I got you, my G. I got you. So what is your takeaways on Certified Lover Boy? I like the album. It's not a classic. Um, I'm not going to make it seem like every song is uh, super dope, but I do like every record. Okay. And that's basically it. The reason and why I, I love the song with Jay-Z. You love the song with Jay-Z. Yes. I'm glad you said that because I was about to say I was going to say something about that a little bit. So okay. the reason why I asked you about Certified Lover Boy is because one of my homeboys hit me on my messenger mm -hmm. and was like, yo, do re well, do research on this. Now he gave me the song Love All. So I heard Love All, and I gotta tell my man, hey, bro, if you listening, no disrespect. It's an okay song. I do, I mean, again, this is Drake. This is Jay-Z. I mean, if you heard Pound Cake, what was the first song they did together? Light It Up. Y'all remember that song? I don't. Yeah, that was the, on the first, that was the first Drake, that, that was the first Drake album. Many when the sun comes up and the stinks stand light up. Yeah. Damn, light up. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. I do remember that. Ow, turn, 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 I'm about to sit, sit, ow. Right. <laughs> I sound terrible. I don't even know the bars. Okay. But, but I'm just saying that they've been, they've been a good duo. Not a great duo on Wax, but he's been a good duo. And with this song, Drake just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm not even rapping no more on this one. I'm doing my jingle. I'm jingling. I'm singing the whole way through. <laughs> definitely. I'm not, even, I'm not even doing the 16. Jay over here like, oh, no, nah, I'm doing the 16. Y'all know what I'm here for. Right. And it bothered me. And it, it like, 
that's when I just turned the whole album down. I ain't even gonna hold you. I was like, "Dag, this is good, but it's not is is not some it's not what I want anymore." Because this man gets to hold the the mantle of king of rap, which helps him to be king of music because he gets to be the face of a genre that he doesn't even represent anymore. He haven't represented for like the last three albums. This album, Scorpio or Scorpion, whatever that is, I don't know. After Libra, whatever the name that that album is, and then the if you hate me, wait, what it was? If you read this now, it's too late. I I got a son. Whatever the name that album was. <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> this guy. That and, was very and, disrespectful, but I'm just saying, bro. And, but. and is certified lover boy about him being a lover boy allegedly, or is about his son? Because the whole album was just letting you know now. I got a son. Like, yeah, it's two Drakes in the studio now. Like, okay, all right, that's not even cool. Though. Yeah, but that's not even true though. Like, that's what he said though. He did say that. Yeah, and maybe in one record, but every record he's not. Yo, he shot out. He shot out. That he got a son. He is paying homage to Drake his son on like eight, no, eight records on the on the album. On this know? album, he's doing yes. that. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. But let's 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 flip it to smarts. I'm not going to like. Hold up. Wait a minute. Up? Wait, Wait a minute. minute. Yes, Hold sir. up. Time okay. out. Time Here we out. Go. Except for except for okay, he's considered to be a great. So this goes to your point, actually. But every rapper does that, bro. Every rapper mentions something on about eight records on the album. So you know what? So you know what? So you know what? Sort of. Sort of. Hold up. Before you say anything, smart. To your point, if you're going to say that, then you know what. I want this album to be uh, credited with Pusha T's name on it as well, okay? Because if it wasn't for Pusha T saying anything, he, you wouldn't have been hearing none of these bars. I don't believe that. That's pretty much what I was going to say before or after Pusha T. I don't believe that, though, because... Shout out to Daytona. Wow. I mean, he was trying to make sure the kid was his before he said anything to anybody. I would have done the same thing if I was Drake. I wish, you every, done the I same wish thing. everybody could see the look on my face. It's pretty much the, Listen, the camera man. on. Yeah, right. Listen, face. man. He he. I would. I want to make sure too. That's all I'm saying. What you call it? What you call it with the bars? Urban mist. Urban mystery. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me we had to wait for Maury. Wow. That doesn't take away from the fact that he is the king of music. Okay. Smarts. All right. All. So I want to know from you, bro. You you are our music correspondent for this segment. Okay. Did Drake? Or is Drake using the mantle of King of Rap, the, the label of King of Rap, uh-huh. so he can uh, catapult himself as King of Music? Mind you, these, these terms are alleged. No one's saying yeah, that he's King of anything. Yeah. I would say the, the his fans are tying a title to him that doesn't really apply because he does hip-hop music. Okay. Right? He can rap. Yeah, He raps. But he's the best. Is he the the best rapper? No. So does that make him the king of rap? No, because if he was the king of rap, he would have rapped on a record that he did with Jay Z, and he didn't. He so did. He rapped on that song. I didn't hear it. So you tell me. He he's he did he swag, sing song he swag did he it song out. He Come on now. Come <laughs> on now, Jerz. Come on now. It, it was some bars, but it or was he, it was swag he, rapping sing along shit. Yes. It was it was something like that. Yes, come on. Exactly. The others the other songs he did that? Yes. That's but it's not just his fans giving him that title. It's all of these bloggers. It's all of the vloggers. It's all of the radio personalities. That's the machine. 
cheating. Right. They're also calling him that. And that, and, he, and that boosts the sale. That raises the allure. But when, on the ground, on the ground, you, you're not going to sit here and argue with nobody down if you over 25. When Michael that, Jackson became king, it was because he was number one. He became the sales. king of pop. He didn't it's become the point. king. Yes, he you're, right. you're right. Music. You're right. They didn't call him the king of R and B. They called him the king, king of, of pop. pop. Respectfully, but hip hop is pop today. Therefore, oh. calling him the king because he's number one. Hold on, who said? Right. Who said? Who said rap is pop? No, rap is popular music, but it's not pop. Yeah, to me, it's pop. Y'all going off of the definition we grew up on, which is like bubblegum type music. No, no, if you listen to those radio stations, you're going to hear Drake. You're not going to hear what you hear on Hot 97 or Power 1051. You're going to hear Drake on, on that too, though. Right, because it's pop. That, that didn't fly over your head? That flew over? Yeah, because he's getting played on every radio station. Because it's pop No music. matter the genre. No matter the genre. Because what he does is pop music. But that's the point that I'm making with Drake. The reason why he gets to be on every radio station is because he gets to... He's the one... When we say hip-hop, people think Drake. So while that's going on as far as on a marketing online level, the- Hot 97 and 1051 will play his music. But while Z100 and KTU Radio, they know they play pop and alternative rock, they hit his Drake. Like, I when, disagree. They play it. On, I'm coming home. You become who you are in music because of the people that support you. And I'm talking strictly about the fans. They go out, they buy the records, they go out, they stream the music. If every time this man drops, he's number one, he is king. But they're not doing it. it. They're not picking it up because he's he raps. It don't matter why they're picking it up. That's why I don't say he's king of rap. Well, we know that. We know that. But I'm saying that he gets to hold the label of king of rap. He gets to hold the label of King of Rap. I'm sorry. He gets to hold the label of King of Rap. And while he's doing that, he makes this pop music while he while he's supposed exactly. to be the King of Rap. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. If you told me he was the new King of Pop, I would agree with you. But you're not going to tell me he's the King of Rap. That's all I'm saying. And you're not going to call him the King of Music in general because you just discarded reggae music. You discarded country music. I you am. discarded reggae tone. I you, am. You, like all these other genres of music you're disregarding. These are arenas that he don't even play in. He's number one. He's he's number one on the popular charts. Yes. Every on every chart. On you need every to go back chart, to do he's number one. When I maybe not reggae tone, but if he did a reggae tone song, he would be because number he, one. Because that's like he your do Afro Jack- Beast records, he's number right, one. Because like he do example, house music, he's number because one. Because he's the because he's popular. That makes him the king of pop. Of pop, because if Michael Jackson king got on whatever, him, every record Michael Jackson got on went crazy. All right, so real quick, let's let's stop this. So now that yeah. you said, so now that you agree with us a little bit on that, uh, Jers, who's the king of rap? And then I ask Smarts, and then we'll end this. I don't know. I'm gonna come back to you, Smarts. Who's the king of rap? It's still Jay Z. Okay, not named Jay Z, like somebody. That at least younger people would be like, Probably okay. Probably Lil Baby right now. Okay, you saying right now Lil Baby. I'm fine with that. King of rap, you, go. It's between the babies, bro. It really is. Okay, okay. So I'm going to say Kendrick. And Dirk is climbing. I'm going to say Kendrick. I wouldn't put Kendrick or Cole in that king category simply because 
They don't see in today's music. It's all about how consistent and how much you are releasing music. No, it's not. not. It is. Why That's you say how that? Baby is winning. That's how the baby is winning. Well, no, no, That's no. how Dirk is winning. Okay, okay. So, so hold on. People win differently, young man. Yeah, and I'm, I'm and agreeing I'm, with you. No, no. I, and, I'm, and I am agreeing with you, but we just trying to find out that. Listen, you made your answer. Your answer's fine. This I didn't disagree. Babies, right? You now. said you like the babies. He said, um, "Smart said, little baby." Right now, on a modern level, I'm just saying, hey, the, for Who me, I said Kendrick Lamar is the king of rap. I think he's the best rapper alive. I think if any rapper, if a little baby was like, oh, nah, what's up? Let's see me. It'd be over for little baby. Not the baby, though. Oh, but it'd be over for the baby. Over. The baby can rap his Good. He ain't. He definitely ain't better than Kendrick Lamar. I'm he not no saying he's better. He'll give him some work. He'll give him some I work. Think, but I think Cole is better, though. I know. That's fine. Than Kendrick. And he's not. But I'm fine with you saying that. I actually think he's better by a lot. Okay. And that's fine. You're gonna get hit with a wow, wow. But I uh, think he's better. I would say Ooh. it's just it's for me. It's like Dr. Dre kind of thing. Like you go on these long hiatuses and you leave people with good bodies of work and you don't come back. Like when was the last? When did the last Kendrick project drop? That was like 2016. Let me let me look at that real fast. What was the name? What was, what was the name? That was that the one? damn album. That was the damn. one when he won the um, Pulitzer Prize. That's five years, right? Well, I got I got to look. Let me let me let me um. I can go. That is five years if it came out in sixteen. Let me pull out. Let me let me pull up. I said pull out. Let me pull up. Damn, on title. Everybody go grab title. Well, don't do it now. I guess if you don't want to. And you think damn? Oh, is- it was twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yes. Is that your favorite Kendrick so that's album? Four, so that's four years. Definitely. And is he dropping this year? He is. Okay, so you got four years between albums when it should be like two. I mean, everybody should be like two. Um, no, I'm know. just saying, like him, like for someone like him, like maybe after your fourth album, your fifth album, you could start dropping every four and five. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Five years. What the f? This that pilot f- right here. Welcome back to the late night flight, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jers. I got Nasur. I got what you call him? Co producer Smarts <laughs> here with me. Yeah, you know I mean, we about to get into this how to. So, fellas, I ask you how to shut your woman up when she is nagging at you about oh. something that you did and or didn't do. Can you, can you start with Smarts this time? Because he's a married man. He may have Smarts, a, you first. Have a good answer. Um, I would say sometimes it's not about necessarily shutting her shutting her up, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Sometimes you just got to listen. Mm-hmm. And don't say anything until she stops talking. 
What if that takes all night? You gonna listen all night? All day? And well, she started at 3 p.m. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. She's still going. Right. So if she's still going in terms of something that you did and she's trying to get answers out of you, mm-hmm. then you got to pick your battle. Mm-hmm. So if you want to fight that fight to 3 o'clock in the morning, then don't say anything and let her keep going. Or you just say, I'm sorry. You're right. It'll never happen again. Hmm. Then it's over. What if you didn't do anything? You just say that anyway? Um, If you didn't do anything, then you could just say, hey, I didn't do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. And she still don't stop. And then you can say, at this point, you, you, you're talking to yourself. If you feel that I wronged you, I apologize, but I didn't do anything. And then you like you move her to the side and go take a shower, right? I wouldn't move her to the side. Oh. I would just, I would just probably go chill in the room. I would go to another room. And then she comes to the other room. I mean, that's I'm just, trying to give you every scenario. Right. So then that's that's when you that's when you're in a situation where you turn the TV up, the volume up, and you just <laughs> <laughs> and you just continue on with your <laughs> With what you was doing. I mean, right. Like, like nobody likes to feel like they're being disregarded. So if you address the issue and the issue is still pressing and you're trying to resolve the issue and there doesn't seem to be a resolution to the issue, at that point, you're at the end of your ropes. You just continue on. Mm. Do you think it usually be about you when the woman is having that type of riff? With you. Um, um, it's a well, lot. at you rather, not saying like. Um, it's it's it, it it is about you okay. and about what, how you made her feel at a certain point that you gotta fix. Okay, but if you don't understand what you've done and there's no real explanation on what you've done to to rectify that feeling, because sometimes an apology works. Sometimes, you know, I understand. I understand how you feel. And I didn't really mean to make you feel that way. So I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. It's not admitting to any wrong. You know what I'm saying? So if you can't get to the bottom of that, then it, and it keeps going on and on, then you don't have no resolution. Uh-huh. Now, you have somebody that doesn't want a resolution and they just want to fight you and nitpick with you. You know the difference. You know the mm. difference between somebody just picking at you yeah. than mm-hmm. somebody really feels a certain kind of way and they want you to fix it. You understand? So that's what that's the picking your battle part of it. All right, America. So that was from a married man's perspective. Now I'm going to give you a single man's perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay? The pilot. Should I brace myself? I mean, no, not really. Right. Not this time. This is this is the wild ready smarts. So here we go. Here we go. So this is to hush a person up, right? Hush my woman up, right? That's what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. When she's quote unquote nagging me, mm-hmm. making a complaint, venting, if you will, mm-hmm. about anything. About something that you did? About something. That, oh, I, I did something though. Or didn't do. When or I say didn't or do. didn't do, meaning. Listen. You usually do something when you come in the house and you didn't do it that particular time. Okay, so... He asked you to do something uh, and you forgot that something like that. All right, so I'm a single man, which mm-hmm. means I don't live with a woman. Okay. So when it's something that I didn't do mm-hmm. and she accuses me of it, 
Mm-hmm. I immediately do not talk to her for three days. Okay, why three days? I just, you know, I just don't want to play dealing with you. I'll probably so, just stop calling until you call me out of nowhere. But it usually takes three days. That's why I said three days. Usually say three days. Okay. Yeah, a woman would actually probably like in 72 hours be like, hey, you haven't talked to me in like 71 hours. What's going on? No, I mean, okay, maybe not 71 hours. It, it could actually be a point. week. You get my point though. I guess your point. Okay, but, but that happens for me. All right. Now let's say if I did do something. So I did do something. I'm not going to lie to you because I come from the world of sales and customer service. I come from the power of a mute button. So in my mind, when a woman started talking and I did do something, I'm just putting that mental mute button like, yo, don't say nothing. Just let her talk. Let her talk. Let her talk. Let her talk. Anytime she has a break, that's your, that's your time to say, I'm sorry. Just <laughs> <laughs> and, and another thing, you yo, I can't believe you. You know what? You're right. I did do that. I'm, I am a terrible boyfriend. Well, I guess I'm just <laughs> the a-hole in the relationship because uh-uh. I know for a fact, if I didn't do nothing wrong, I'm going to look you dead in your face and say, babe, I love you, uh-huh. but I'm sorry you feel that way. Ooh. Wow. And then I walk away. Ooh. Is that bad? That That's very bad. bad. That That's very bad. bad. Really? Wow. Yeah. How bad? I don't know. It's only when I don't do, when I do something wrong, I'm okay. the first. Listen, babe, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to make it up to you. Right, right, it right. It won't happen again. Okay. That's me. But when I didn't do nothing wrong, oh, I'm, a, I'm a whole It's easier to say, <laughs> I'm a whole It's easier to say, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Uh, say, I can't I'm say that though. you feel that way. But how can you say that when you didn't make them feel that way? They're just you, bugging. You didn't do nothing wrong. So I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, I made you feel that way. Because no, you're, I'm sorry, not validating, you that way. You're, you're, you're not validating something that's real. I did validate no, it. No, you're validating that. I'm sorry for you. You feel that way. Right. That's me validating it. No, that's not validating the feeling. What is what you call that? The validating the feel. I understand how you feel. And I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Because even though you probably didn't do anything wrong, whatever you did in that moment still made her feel a certain type of way. It has nothing to do with you being wrong. It's how you made someone feel. It's like this. It's like this. If you trip somebody and you didn't trip them on purpose and they hurt themselves, you're not going to say, I'm sorry you hurt yourself. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm going to say, I'm sorry I tripped you. My bad. But, I'm going to say that. Right. But I'm... Babe, so, so, so I love so, you. So, so my bad is, so my bad is, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Listen. Or I didn't mean to make you feel that way because you didn't do anything wrong. So it wasn't my intention to make you feel anyway. I, I wasn't trying to make you upset. I was not, my intention was not to be opposite of you. We are I, not enemies. We I, are in the I, same. I feel everything you say. You feel I like, feel it. I'm right? sorry you feel that way. It's like, but wait, you crazy. forgot the one part though. The the babe, I love you. Wow, that's with, yeah, with all my that's heart. Even worse. There's nothing I won't do for you. There's no that is measure so that I won't go for you, sweetheart. That's condescending. But bro. in this case, in this situation, I'm sorry. For you I'm like sorry that. you feel that way. That's like, condescending. That's bro. just me. I am going to end this segment, even though. <laughs> Jers has began this segment by saying this. You ever watch those cartoons, let's say like a Tom and Jerry cartoon where, uh, I don't even know the cat's name, but we know who we're talking about with Tom and Jerry. The uh-huh. cat, the cat would have a piece of cheese in his hand for the mouse. But on the other hand, he got a hammer. 
And that's what you're basically doing. You're like, babe, I love you. And the mouse is like, yes. Oh, I know you do. And you got the hammer in the back. But you don't. I don't, motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> right. That's like, you look, do you like pancakes? <laughs> We're about to get to our next destination. But before we do, we strongly recommend to drink responsibly and pass that bong to me. You feel me? <laughs> I got bars. Oh. And give us a follow on Instagram at The Late Night Flight. And give us a like on Facebook, The Late Night Flight. And thank you for flying The Late Night Flight. Welcome back to The Late Night Flight. We are live at Multiverse Studios. Just coming off that awesome, awesome, awesome versus between Fat Joe and Ja Rule. As far as live performance go, it's definitely up there in my opinion. Top five, I would say the third best versus I ever saw behind, of course, Bounty Killer and who, who, who was that smart? It was, it was Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. Beanie Man and Bounty Killer was number one with a bullet. No, no problem yeah. in my opinion. Number two, definitely the locks and dip set. This is number three right here. I am live with the CEO of BBS Entertainment, Jersey, and of course, the producer, the co-producer of the late night flight, and of course, the man of you uh the universal <laughs> of the usual suspect productions, the one and only co-producer smarts. Jersey, I want to start with yeah. you. I want to start with you. Takeaways. From the verses, what you saw, what you like. First of all, it was very entertaining from beginning to end. Put on the show. Um, I think it was a draw. That's a lot of, lot of star power touched the stage. Um, my, my man Smarts was right. Joe had some hits in the cut. He had some joints that he was pulling out that people forgot that he had. You feel me? Um, Ja did his thing. I thought after the first half, he was going to be done. But he wasn't. He came back in the second half strong, still punching. I'm gonna give it a draw. Um, I'm still rocking with Joe. Okay. And if, hey, everybody out there listening, remember yesterday's price. It's not today's price. Real quick before we flip it to Smarts, what was your favorite feature? I'm gonna ask Smarts the same thing. What was the best feature in your mind? I like when when Job brought out Ashanti for the first time, mm-hmm. and then Joe snatched her, yeah, and used it for his record, yeah, yeah, and then Josh snatched her right back, yeah, after. yeah. <laughs> I thought that part, like that was my favorite part of the whole show. That was ill. I did like that. Smarts, talk to us, co-producer Smarts. Your takeaways from the battle. You definitely was a Joe fanatic this night. I knew he had them sleepers. I knew. Joe comes out once in the one once a year, once every two years with a hit in the chart every time. Yeah. So so Jaru had an impeccable run when he was in the game and he yes. was really making music seriously. Yes. But Joe was more consistent in the ability to produce and make hit records. So I knew he was gonna win. I don't think it was a draw. I think he took the W. Mm. And the only the and I know you're going to ask me, what was your favorite part? You know, what is my favorite? I want to know what's your favorite feature. Tell me. My favorite feature was. Whoever he brung out, it was like, yo, this is right here. I like this. We knew he was going to pull Ashanti because we knew he had a record with Ashanti. Right. Mm -hmm. So we knew that was coming. Right. If anybody that didn't see that coming, you was asleep. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that, you know, Ja Rule pulled her back. It didn't even really make a difference when he uh, pulled them Hermes bags <laughs> out on stage. And Ashanti was like, thank you, Joe. 
I mean, Joe did give wow. up a bag. No. He gave up All bag. the hit records, all the hit records that Ja Rule gave her, uh-huh. she didn't thank him on stage in front of New York on the verses from everybody. You know who she thanked? Joe. Joe. Because of the bag. Wow. Cause I don't even know what kind of bag it was. Hermes. But oh, see, I don't even know what that is. No, he got he got Remy. He bought two Hermes bags. Mm. How much they run? Guess who didn't say thank you? Remy? Exactly. But Remy, that's her brother. Exactly. He's making my point even more. The fact that Jaru bought her out, that's like him bringing out his sister. Mm. So imagine, we're going to take it to the street. Mm. Imagine your sister mm. going to your enemy and being like, thank you. I rest my case. Okay. <laughs> so, New, York, New York City. Jada Kiss is still outside, yo. He's still outside. <laughs> He's still outside, yo. Jada Kiss won the verses. He's definitely taking his tour as greatest versus performance ever in history. He's Jada not playing. Kiss still wins. He's not playing. So flawless. First of all, thank God that we are, I would say, 75% on a turnaround of the pandemic. Mm. Because the crowd, in my opinion, was the MVP of the verses. The same way they were the MVP of the dip set. Well, Jada was the MVP of that verses, Science. but the crowd brung so much to it. It was energy. Absolutely. And, and I think the energy here was bar none. It was crazy. They, yo, like, like, look, I'll be honest. Yes, I wanted Javu to win. I personally think it was a draw. But that's neither here or there. We all have different opinions on that. I think it was a draw. But what I heard, and this is this is why I'm saying what I'm saying. Because I was definitely, my man, Nova November, we know he got great songs and everything, but please do not disrupt when I'm over here talking about uh, Linga. It's all good. You my man. You my man. <laughs> but check out his music, though. That's my man. But hit me out, though. Hit me out. The thing that I appreciate so much out of this verses is my lack my lack of appreciation for Don Carter Jean. Mm. Today, mm. today, mm-hmm. I was humble. We told you. I will say that. I have no problem with saying that. I am a hip-hop head. When I am fooled, I have no problem with letting the world know I was fooled. Don Carter Gina is dope as f- and 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 Brother, I, brother, I gotta apologize to you. I thought you only had five hits. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to tell you, bro. That's about times four. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna play you out like that. Even though I still think it was a draw. What I will say is, Ja Rule took the biggest L in hip hop history, and that shut down the consistency of him. Okay. Fat Joe in 20 years. And I really believe that on that back in that 2010 and above era, he got to make a couple of hits here and there. Like every every other year or every year, he had a hit or two. A hit, bro. A hit. Like a bona fide. I can't yeah. even knock it. Yeah. And, and you don't think about it because there's no album behind it there or you, that we know about. There you go. But it's a hit, though. It's the single is a hit. And it's like from What's Love on... He's been able every year, every other year to put out a hit and you forget that he's on that hit. I'm talking about a top 10 hip hop banger. Charting, bro. Charter. Chartable. Charty. 
Yeah. Bad Joe is dead. You, you said Ja Rule had the biggest L in hip hop history. He did. Did y'all, the hip hop heads, did y'all notice the 50 cent undertones at the end of the verses? Absolutely. Of course. Do you know what it was? It's one phrase that they kept saying over and over. What that was time is the 50 streets need a body. Yeah. For everybody out there who don't know, go watch that Raising Canaan. Yeah. That Power series. Yeah. There's a dude on there with a song say streets need, need a, a body. body. Yeah. So that was a 50 cent undertone right there. That's a little stab at Ja. Like, mm-hmm. you the body that the streets needed. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. Bro, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm not taking nothing away from Ja Rule, bro. I'm real flip. Me? Not to, not to cut you yeah. off. All that is great. But I, I will say this. Ja Rule has been doing... One thing about Ja, give him respect. And don't get me wrong, because I'm... The fact that 50 bodied him, it is what it is. We just got to... Like, that's that's just what that is. That is hip-hop history. But I respect Ja Rule for at least making efforts to come back out and let people know, like, yo, I am a hit maker. I am a bona fide songwriter. The game needed me at one point in time. What you was going to say, though, Smart? I, that, that's all I'm saying. I'm not taking that away from him. Like, like he... He made, I think, I think that keeping it real goes wrong was what took him out of the game. Like he got tricked. Yeah. Off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they made hits, they made music and that blend between the streets and that connection between the streets and the music industry could, it could boost you or could take you all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they let, they let it take them down, so to speak, because they they allowed that energy that 50 was giving them to influence them. When he played uh, Clap Back, I knew it was over. Because when he clapped back, 50 destroyed him after Clap Back. So the fact that he even played Clap Back, that to think that that was going to win over, it was a bad choice of a song. Like, he should have stayed clear away from the all of that. The crowd did appreciate it, though. The crowd they didn't appreciated like it. it, but but you no no but, no they like the hook. Let's be clear, can't no, nobody. No, no 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 no. Let's, 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 let's not go there with it. Crowd, it's nostalgia music. The crowd knew the song at that but, moment. But, but when clap when clapback came out, when it came out, even though it had it was a little underwhelming, it was a hit though. It was on some street on a street I'm, level. I'm, I'm not denying that. Oh okay. But if Fifty Cent would have stepped on the stage after clapback played, he wouldn't even had to say nothing. You know, I was making that joke that after every saying? song that Ja Rule was done, if they play episode one of Power, nah, this would have been that. over. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't <laughs> say I, that. If I would have saw episode one of Power on on the Tron on the Billboard, life would have been over. Life would have just been over. I wouldn't know what was going on. But this is the recap of Fat Joe versus Ja Rule at. The Late Night Flight. Please check us out on Facebook at The Late Night Flight. On Instagram at The Late Night Flight. Twitter at The Late Night Flight. I got my homeboy, Jers, Smarts. Um, Other than that, check us out. Episode 60 is going to be a banger. Episode 61, 62, 63, 64. Just so appreciative of tonight. And we're going to, hopefully we'll do more of these type of events. Yeah, we should. With some football events too. Absolutely. Like we like, like, like the big game, like whatever the best game of the weekend. We'll do something your special. Team, bro? I don't have a team necessarily. Right. But whatever's the best game of the weekend, we can host something, maybe. So that Dallas Cowboy Bucks game. That was crazy. It was. It was crazy. And that was a good game, too. It, it definitely was. It really, really was. I wasn't rooting for neither team, but it was Ex- a good But game. it was a great game. It was. it was a great game. The Giants was a great game as well. 
to watch to watch them lose. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. If you want to contribute, DM us at the late night flight. Hey yo, what the f this is some pilot right here. 